1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 646 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast, and it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of the podcast. Eric Frohart joins me on the podcast today. Eric is a former Navy SEAL and COO of Defy, a company that was started by Terrell Davis when he discovered the power of CBD in his workout recovery. Terrell Davis, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, was a previous guest here on the podcast. You can find my interview with TD if you go through the archives of the show. Eric Frohart served in multiple Navy SEAL teams, including DevGrew, the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, better known as SEAL Team 6. He served for 12 years before being medically retired. Eric's journey to the Navy SEALs is quite unique. Uh, He joined the Navy on a bet. And not only did he defy the odds by becoming a Navy SEAL, but he has defied the odds by having a successful marriage, something that is not common in the Navy SEAL teams. He's going to tell us all about his fatherhood journey, about the company Defy, and what they are doing over there for veterans, pro athletes, and so many others. Eric Frohart will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And Today's interview with Eric Frohart was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the conversation between the SEAL Team 6 operator and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And You guys know it. There's been plenty of Navy SEALs that joined me here on the podcast. I'm always honored when I get a chance to speak to the Frogmen. Many of the DevGrew dads have joined me here, including one that Eric served with. Uh, Eddie Penny, who was here a couple of times, most recently, just a couple of months ago. Some of the other DevGrew operators that I've had the honor of interviewing here on the podcast include Medal of Honor recipients Ed Byers and Michael Thornton. I've also had DevGrew dads Andy Stumpf, Clint Emerson, Rob O'Neill, Dan Luna, Craig Sawyer, the list goes on and on, not just for SEAL Team Six Dads, but for all of the Navy SEALs that have joined me here on the podcast. Way too many to list right here. there has been over 65 Navy SEAL Frogmen that have joined me here on the podcast. So if you are a fan like I am, or you just admire the Navy SEALs like I do, go through all the previous episodes and you are going to find a honeypot of interviews with the Frogmen. And let's face it, we do not have a chance on this planet without these kind of guys uh, that represent, that defend us overseas and at home. So many of the SEALs now running for Congress. I know we got election time coming up. I've had uh, quite a few of them on the podcast now that are running for office, in particular, Eli Crane, uh, who's running out there in Arizona. He's running a great campaign. So you're going to find all those interviews that I've done with the Navy SEALs in the archives of the podcast. And as I've been mentioning here the last few weeks, you've heard me talking about the newsletter going out from family made you guys know i belong to the family made network now olympic gold medalist sean johnson and her husband former nfl player andrew east have been wonderful to me. I've been talking about this newsletter. If you want to try something fun to do with your spouse here, and if you've already signed up for the newsletter, have both of you guys, make sure your wife or your girlfriend, whatever it may be, both of you guys sign up for the newsletter. This way you can read the newsletter. It'll give you guys something to talk about on your date night on Friday, share your thoughts. The most recent newsletter focused on screen time, and isn't that a big issue with all of us parents out here trying to figure out how to handle the screen time not just with our kids but for ourselves the latest newsletter from family made uh, gave some tips and tricks on how to handle uh, just how to just deal with the screen time that just seems to be getting more and more and more as these smartphones become Uh, almost like attached to us. So feel free to get in on the action too. You can always uh, feel free to ask them a question, Sean and Andrew. They're always great about making sure that they reply to everybody that reaches out to them. So join the newsletter at news.familymade.com. All you gotta do is put in your email address and that is it. You will get the newsletter in your inbox every Monday and Friday. Nothing better than starting your week and finishing your week to start your weekend with some family-focused content. So get over there and check it out. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, at alec underscore lace for all the upcoming guest announcements i got three dads joining me next week find out who they are and as always please help me spread the word about this podcast every father in your neighborhood on your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life and you know father's day is every day right here on the podcast and here comes my interview straight ahead with former u.s navy seal eric frohart on first class fatherhood Joining me now, First Class Father, Eric Frohart. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, Happy to be here. Honored to be here. All right. Well, let's start it like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they?
0: Yeah, I have four kids. So um, 17, almost 15, 13, and almost 11. So it kind of alternates between odds and evens. And this year is basically an odd year. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow yeah i'm almost right there exactly with you i got four kids 16 15 11 Ooh. and 8 so I, i'm i'm right there with you right in the thick of it here so i got three boys and then we got our girl on the fourth try so what what's the breakup with you over there
0: yep uh oldest is the boy and then uh three girls
1: oh so. wow so you got the reverse order yep okay very cool if you could eric please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do
0: Yeah, of course. So my name's Eric, uh, Eric Frohart. I was in the Navy for about 12 years, uh, as a Navy SEAL. Um, I did not do 20 because I got injured in combat. So I got medically retired. Um, since then, uh, and that happened, sorry, I was medically retired in 2010. So I was in from about 98 to 2010. Anyway, since then I've been, uh, Doing a bunch of different things uh, as a as a husband and father, trying to provide uh, everything from startups to small businesses, uh, bigger businesses, bigger organizations, and uh, you know firearms, fitness, and now most recently, I am chief operating officer of a performance uh, products and beverage company called uh, Defy.
1: Yeah, we're going to tap into Defy more in just a second here. And, and thank you for your service, of course. And so t- take me back. Thank you. Take me back, if you could, then, Eric, 17 years ago. About how old were you then when you became a father? Where were you in your uh, Navy SEAL journey? And how did that whole experience change your perspective on life?
0: Yeah, really, definitely, uh, you know, it's one of those... It's the day when everything changed. Kind of like, you know, the day you get married and the day you have your your first kid. Uh, but yeah, I was... <laughs> Actually, uh, I was obviously in, so I was in the Navy when we had three of them and I was in a very busy season of life. You could say I was gone anywhere from 280 to 300 days per year. Uh, actually a bulk of that period of time, I was with Eddie Penny at uh, dev group. So, um, long story short, I was on a training trip and, uh, my wife went into labor So I had to obviously get home as soon as possible. So um, I was in, I think I was in Utah and uh, got home on the first flight I could and uh, obviously made it there in time for uh, the birth of my first kid, my son, Luke. So uh, that is the day, let's see, a little bit more than 17 years ago uh when i was going through some training and traveling and such and uh yeah nothing's been the same since <laughs>
1: Yeah, I- I- incredible stuff. And one of the reasons why, I mean, uh, listen, I know we wouldn't stand a chance in this world without you guys, you, your teammates, all the men and women that serve, but just the fact that I can't even begin to imagine the strain that it puts on being a father, being a husband and having to do that stuff. And I know a lot of guys don't come through and I know you've been married for a long time to your wife. I know that the divorce rate is very high in the SEAL teams. I know that it's very, uh, what, what, and I, I know that you mentioned Eddie Petty. I had him on the show a few times. I know faith is something that he uh, developed over the course of his life and he's become very strong in it. I noticed on your Instagram bio, uh, you have uh, a pray hard is the first thing you got on there. I know faith is something that's big with you. If you could talk to me about faith. And is that, is that something that's really sustained you throughout your marriage and and is something that you're looking to instill in your kids as well?
0: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. So, you know, you mentioned to it, the, it's a dangerous job uh, when you're doing it. It's a challenging job. There's something like a 90% divorce rate. I don't, I don't know for sure what it is, but um, you know, it, it's hard, uh, and you sign up for it and you know that going in, but, uh, that doesn't make it any easier. Uh, and faith has been, you know, a big part of my life, uh, from, from as long as I can, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, so I've grew up, you know, a believer and just kind of took that into my life. I haven't always been as, uh, forthright about my faith. You know, as you get older, you get a little more confident, uh, and things, but, I really believe, you know, my job as a father is to love and lead, provide and protect. And, uh, you know, that first part, um, to love them, it's, it's, it's obvious, but it's also important. Uh, and that's part of, you know, having unconditional love and an environment which they know they're loved and so on and so forth. And I'm always like, I'm always like reciting, uh, first Corinthians 13, four through eight, we're talking about. Love is patient. It is kind. Doesn't envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. All these other things, right? Um, especially like patient, kind, not self-seeking, not easily angered. All those, all those kind of things. Like I really refer to that often when I'm trying to, you know, be a better, you know, someone who loves my kids better.
1: Yeah. And it's something that's so important, Eric, I think in our, in our society, so much of God, so much of faith has been removed from our society. And the fact that we have so many fewer fathers in the home with their kids growing up, those two things, I mean, I, I harp on it all the time on this show, those two things I think combined are really the cause of the majority of the issues that we're seeing in our country. And if we could just get a God back in our life and, and and fathers back in the home, I think most of this stuff we're seeing would start to just go away. What's your take?
0: Yeah, it's, I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, I am trying to, I'm trying to do my best. I know I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, I know that I have to sometimes do my best and just release release the outcome, right? But someone, uh, someone once asked me like, oh, you seem like you, you know, you got some good information there. Sorry, my phone is ringing in the background. No trouble. But, um, it, some good information there. Someone asked me like, well, what's a good, like what's a good parenting book? or fatherhood book. And I, I'd heard this once in our church and I wrote it down. Like for me, um, I answered, I said, I wouldn't buy a parenting book until you've spent like a couple hundred nights or a couple hundred mornings for five minute periods on your knees praying. And like, once you've done that, then I think, you know, then go ahead and buy a parenting book. But through that process, you'll probably get, you know, a lot of those answers you're looking for.
1: Yeah, well said. Yeah, the Bible's not a bad parenting book as well, too. A lot of stuff Absolutely. in there can, uh, can help you. And it's this is what we're talking about. I got to promote, too. First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads. Not a bad one to pick up there, too, if you guys are out there looking for one. But talk to me about Defy. Now, I had um uh, yeah. your partner, uh, I had Terrell Davis on the podcast a couple of years back. Good father oh, cool. himself. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, great conversation. So how did you kind of like come in? What was the genesis of Defy? What is it all about? What can you tell the listeners about it?
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, the whole company started in 2017. Uh, TD, uh, aka Terrell Davis, had tried some CBD. And uh, for the first time, he was able to recover after a workout. And up to that point, he couldn't work out at all uh, just because of the pain. You know, he had a long career in the NFL, I think it was eight or nine years, but he had, you know, college before that and so on. He's had like eight or eight or more knee surgeries, no cartilage left in his knees. You know, the NFL is tough on, tough on the body. So it started as a CBD company um, back in, uh, well, officially 2019 was the launch, but then we've developed, you know, we've developed other products like our water and our energy drink and some other things. Um, I met, I met one of the founders of Defy uh, in 2011 or 2012, probably 2011 at a uh, a speaking event that I was doing. And uh, he had always said, like, well, someday when the time's right, I'd love to hire veterans, uh, you know, when I have uh, opportunity to and we actually stayed in touch. And 11 years later, he hired me. So uh, that's how I came to work at Defy and uh, how I got to know TD better.
1: Yeah. Very cool. And I know, I know you were a football player back in the day yourself. And uh, what is it like for you to get a chance to work with uh, TD, get a chance to be some of oh, these other yeah. athletes and stuff?
0: Well, I definitely, you know, wouldn't even be a water boy on one of those teams, but uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I tried playing some football. Uh, I was pretty good in high school. Come to find out it was, you know, big fish in a small pond, went on to college and definitely got put in my place and uh, you know, God basically didn't make me to play football, right? And then I, I learned, like, oh, I'm pretty good at other things. And that's what led me to become a Navy SEAL. But it's been great. It's been great to, you know, be at some of these events with TD and, and meet some of these pro athletes. Uh, I was at a Super Bowl party with him um, earlier this year, and literally um, Kurt Warner walked in, and uh, we had my wife and my kids and I had just watched uh, American underdog like two days before. So, you know, I don't get starstruck that often, but sometimes, you know, you meet folks like that. It's like, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I had Kurt on the show here a few times. He's a great oh, father, wow. father of seven kids. Yeah. He's that, got a great story. Uh, that movie really good was com- was Yeah. Phenomenal. Was
0: amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, now that I live in Omaha and I grew up in Iowa where there are, hyvees and that's where he played and I- iowa barnstormers but i live in omaha now and i go to the hyvee and i just remember in that movie they you know talked about him working uh, working late hours at the hyvee just amazing story i mean just like td's story is you know amazing sixth round draft pick hall of famer just absolutely yeah. amazing
1: yeah, incredible. And I know, obviously, what you do is amazing. And I know when you started, you know, coming into the SEALs, there wasn't nowhere near as much available about the SEAL teams like back in the day there. I know when I was in high school, it was like, you, you'd you have to really look to find information about Navy SEALs today. It's just you you can Google Navy SEAL and you got, I mean, thousands of uh, things to to read about, to watch. So I think it's so cool that not only are you guys obviously the biggest benefit to us as a country and the defense of our freedom and stuff, but what you guys bring to the table now post-military career what you that we have i think it's such a blessing to us as a society to get a chance to tap into what you guys have to offer so it's so cool to see you guys giving it back in, in, in so many different ways And I think also, too, what what would you suggest? I mean, for for you, I mean, walking around the street through a city with your family, what are some of the things that you look for to make sure that that your family is safe, that your kid may obviously crime has gone up all over the place here in the United States and and maybe not for the for the average Joe dad, but uh, maybe you could give a little tip on what what could we be looking for? What should we be doing to make our families safer when we're out there walking around the streets in public?
0: Yeah. I mean, you really hit a nerve there, right? I mentioned love, lead, provide and protect and protect is just, uh, you know, I feel like that's my duty, right. In every way possible. Um, that's, you know, when I'm with them at home or out in the streets, um, I just gotta be able to, you know, protect them, uh, from, you know, those that would do them harm. I think, you know, we live like in a world now where, it's some, it's kind of scary. I mean, you have a a growing number of sexual assaults on college campuses, uh, and even larger number of number of like criminal assaults on our city streets and especially some of these bigger cities. Um, but I don't expect my kids to have like my level of training, but when I'm around them, I, you know, I need to be, to do my best to protect them. And, uh, also I think part of my duty as a father is you know, age appropriate teaching on things like situational awareness and self-defense and, you know, just looking for, you know, verbal and nonverbal like cues for attacks and things like that. So really to answer your question more specifically, it does to me, it begins kind of with a mindset and uh, there's there's a couple of different mindsets as it relates to that self-protection, self-defense. And for me, it's more just being aware. So on the one end you have paranoid and the other end you have oblivious. So you have the hypervigilant, you know, person walking around looking for trouble. And then you have the other person on the far, the far side of the spectrum, like, which is the ostrich with the head in the sand. You want to be, you know, you're, you want to have that situational awareness that kind of ebbs and flows depending on the, depending on, you know, The situation, right? So just learning to have situational awareness and learning, like, you know, how to how to just take it more seriously and how to respond if something were to happen, and uh, you know what to how to just think about things. Like, if you're in a restaurant, like, okay, if someone's going to come in that door and they're going to try to commit a robbery or whatever, this is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. Or if I'm in the street and that I see that person coming, I don't assume they're going to try to harm me, but should they try to harm me? This is what I'm going to do, or whatever. And just kind of thinking of it in that way, and in a in a manner that doesn't like make you again too paranoid. Uh, that's really that's just kind of part of it, right? Uh, and really, how to how to avoid how to avoid that's your number one tool. And then if you can't avoid, um, how do you de-escalate a situation? And if you can't de-escalate, your next option is to retreat. Right. So if I can't, I can't avoid it. I have to be there. Now I'm here. I'm confronted with it. Is there a way I can deescalate or minimize if that doesn't work? Is there a way out? And if there's not a way out, how do I defend myself? Right. Or how do I engage?
1: Wow. Yeah. Really cool stuff, Eric. And, and what about obviously in the SEAL teams and to go to DevGrew, obviously there's a lot of discipline involved in that, a lot of, uh, hard work that goes into all that stuff. But what about as far as, uh, what kind of disciplinarian are you as a dad? Are you the drill sergeant type and type of dad? Well, how does your discipline style look as a father? And is that different yeah. than the discipline style you grew up with?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up, uh, my, my dad was pretty strict. You know, I grew up on a farm, hog farm and, uh, you know, I'm not lying when I say that there were there were some days and buds that were easier than the days on the farm. Not all of them, <laughs> but there were a few. So I grew up pretty disciplined. Um, I would say I'm I'm definitely the disciplinarian in this house, um, but I'm also probably a lot less. I mean, I'm I'm more self-disciplined, um, you know, but I'm less. Uh, you know, I'm not as harsh. I would say, but. I do, you know, I do try to hold them accountable and you know, make sure that my wife and I are on the same page when it comes to us saying if you don't do this, there here is the consequence or if you do this, here's the consequence. And it's it's different for us now. We have like I said a a 10 almost 11 year old and a 17 year old. So, you know, one the the things that a 17 year old does to get in trouble are far different than uh, you know, a 10 year old. We're talking about yeah, we're, curfew and things like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're finding that out ourselves right now. We have the two in high school. One of the, the one of those things. I know you have the three girls. We have the one on the bottom. She's only eight, so thank God we got time yet to kind of callous ourselves for it. But what about has you, how, how how about dating? Have you talked to your kids about the dating scene yet and how that's going to work out? We're just we're just hitting that period ourselves over here. How are you handling it?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's scary. You know, my son is you know he's been dating a uh, girl for a while so we have you know those kind of conversations um my daughter my oldest daughter is you know she's a freshman just went to her first homecoming dance and uh you know we've had conversations and uh you know I tell her like I just can't wait till you know that first boy comes over and asks uh, asks if he can take you out I look forward to that conversation she just kind of rolls her eyes so <laughs> it's, it's definitely a whole different thing when you get to that age and it's I don't I don't know how to deal with it the best other than you know constantly uh you know just spending time with them right uh, it's all about time over target making sure you know like just know what they're up to what they're going through and, and you know really comes down to time
1: I, w- I would think, too, it's, it's got to be a benefit, the fact that they could say, what does your dad do for a living? And they have a pretty good answer for that question. So that's yeah. got to be helpful to have that laying around in the background. <laughs>
0: I'm just yeah, I'm just saving some of my scariest stories for later. When, they, <laughs> when, they, when one of those boys comes over, just tell them one little story. Hopefully it scares them.
1: <laughs> what, what what about Eric for um, home defense? I'm just kind of curious your answer because I know you have doing you know obviously shooting uh, gun training stuff like that is big with you. What what, what was your what would be your recommendation to a dad that's not so handy with a gun? He's just looking yeah. for something home defense home protection. What's your recommendation?
0: You know, there, I look at I look at like security and home defense in uh, in layers, right? So it starts with it starts with things that happen outside the home. And if someone has broken into your home, you know, a lot of things should have failed, right? If you're on a street and none of your neighbors have like lights outside and things like that, just make sure your house is well lit, right? You want to be, it's just like walking down the street. You want to be the hard target. Um, If you're walking down the street and uh, your head's up, your chest is out, and you are making eye contact, brief eye contact, not like staring people down. (laughs) But if you're walking down the street and you look capable, criminals are generally looking for a soft target, unless it's like a specific target. They're generally looking for an easy attack. So if you look halfway capable, like they're not going to mess with you. So starting outside my home, you know, I want to have good landscaping lights, make sure that some of the landscaping is trimmed back. Uh, Obviously I have a home alarm and uh i i have a sign that there is an alarm uh and honestly i mean so many break-ins that happen uh, when people just didn't lock their door so make sure you have a good door uh, and a good door lock and that you use it It, it's it's kind of worthless if you don't lock it Uh, and your alarm system is worthless at night if you don't arm it right so just starting like and again it's it's all scalable depending on where you're at but starting starting at that level and then you know have have your door locked uh, a, a dog is a great a great option right having a, even if it doesn't have to be some malinois attack dog but sometimes that bark is enough to scare anyone off could be a golden retriever with a very deep bark they don't know it's not a they don't know it's not a german shepherd right so just having those kind of tools uh, along the way and then really you know from a hands-on perspective, right, coming into the home. If you're home, uh, you know, if you're a father and, you know, you have your family at home, I think it's part of your duty to be, you know, again, to protect them. So, you know, having a plan, uh really having that plan if someone were to break in, right? I don't have the luxury of hiding in my bedroom and calling 911 cuz I have, you know, four kids and four other bedrooms that I have to go, you know, go and protect. So, really what to you know if you're not willing or, or able to have a firearm, what are you willing and able to do? Right. And, uh, you know, that that question and how that, you know, how that father answers that question uh, will determine their next step. Right. And it could be it could be as simple as, you know, having a baseball bat or having a, a really bright flashlight or having some pepper spray. I've heard of wasp spray as a good tool. Right. Spraying someone with buy a can of wasp spray at home depot for like, you know, three ninety nine or something like that. And I've heard, if you get that in your eyes, it's, you know, it's a bad night for that person. Wow. So having, having tools like that and, and as simple as a really bright flashlight while, you know, your wife is calling nine one one or whatever your, whatever your plan is, have a plan and always, 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 um, always try to improve your position and whatever weapon or tool you're using. So maybe I don't have a gun right now, but maybe I'm, you know, as maybe I maybe I'm thinking about it, right? Because I want to protect myself against the most dangerous attacker. And if I'm not, then maybe I have to think of something else, right? So it's really up to you know, it's really up to you or whomever is is trying to protect their home.
1: Yeah, <laughs> really great stuff, Eric. And I know I'm, right now you got the defy going on. What else are you working on? You got any other kind of plans or goals? What, what, what are you shooting for now? What's coming up next for you?
0: Man, you know, my uh, always number one goal is, you know, be a better husband and father. So there's always something going on uh, here in the Frohart House. Like last week was homecoming for my daughters, So we had a we had a pretty busy week. Uh, I think like Wednesday night we had a, like our adult Bible study. Thursday night we had a fundraiser for my uh, brother and sister-in-law uh, well, a, a fundraiser they sit on. And then Friday night we had a homecoming game and then Saturday night was a homecoming dance. So there's always something going on here, you know, in the house. Uh, and obviously defy is a, it's a pretty busy job. So between, you know, between defy and, uh, the family, I don't have, you know, a ton of free time, uh, but I'm always, you know, I'm making time to making time for fitness and health and things like that. And, uh, you know, I do, I, I have done as a side gig from time to time, I do some like uh, speaking to companies and organizations.
1: Very cool. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Eric, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oof,
0: how much time do you got?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I would say, I mean, really, I, I kind of said, you know, it like, to oversimplify, you know, just love, lead, provide, and protect. Some of that kind of goes without saying, um, but really, I would say, you know, just do your best. And make sure it's your best, and then at some level, I I've come to find out you're really providing an environment, and then they're gonna kind of become who they're supposed to become. Um, it's not, you know, it's not about you. It's about them now, uh, but if you do your best and kind of release that outcome um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll turn out into who they're supposed to turn out. Uh, At least that's my theory. Of course, my kids are not gone yet. Uh, And, you know, always, you know, just always keep going, never give up. And uh, you know, they're, they're your kids. And, you know, again, it's not about you.
1: yeah very well said i love the message it's been an honor for me i gotta say eric frohart you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood great thank you i appreciate it you have been listening to first class fatherhood first class fatherhood is a family made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details you can order First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.